This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You can create your own course. And I know you're probably thinking, I don't know, who am I to, you know, educate people and think about what you're really skilled at. It might not be starting a business. It might be a course about budgeting for your home and your personal life. Oh, hello there. If you are somebody who's looking to add another revenue stream to your current business offers, or if you're somebody who is yet to start a business, you're interested in starting a side hustle and working for yourself and working from home, this is going to be a good episode for you. We're talking about five business ideas that you can start pretty much right now, right away for no money down from home. It's going to be a good one. Okay. So the first idea that I have is one that I personally have not done, but I've hired for a lot, and that is a virtual assistant. This is a really good, I think, entry-level business for people to start. If you have worked in a corporate job, an office-type setting before, I think it's a really easy, smooth transition for you. And basically what a virtual assistant is, is somebody who helps people online. They help with office tasks. Maybe it's taking a PDF and turning it into a JPEG and back again, or editing Google Docs, checking email inboxes, answering phones, making phone calls, booking travel, buying client gifts. I mean, there's so many different things, but it's basically what your your typical secretary or admin assistant would be in a physical office. But virtual assistants are doing it all virtually. So the great thing about this career option is that you can do it from home. You can do it from wherever you want, really. I think that you have to be really organized though. You have to be really good with time management and you have to be really responsible and professional. So again, I think this is a good one if you have worked in an office type setting before, you kind of know what the deal is, you know what uh, you know email etiquette is, you know how to talk on the phone professionally, things like that. And it probably isn't gonna be a good one if you're somebody who wants to start working for yourself so that you can lay on the beach and you know work four hours a week or something like that. That's probably not the best option for you because it does require timeliness. It does require client calls. And you know, you're probably actually gonna be on a lot of calls depending on what you look for. Virtual assistants, according to Glassdoor, Glassdoor is a resource that I use to get salary estimates and interviews review questions and things like that. Now keep in mind, this salary estimate is based on a full-time position. So do keep that in mind. If you're working for yourself, you're going to need to do a little bit of math based on these salary estimates to come up with your package rates or your monthly retainers. I have a ton of content on pricing, so I will link some of those in the show notes. Yeah, so just keep that in mind. But the Glassdoor salary estimate as of 2021 for a virtual assistant is about $36,000, $35,917. So it's not the highest paying job ever, but with that little uh, disclaimer that I shared about Glassdoor, the other thing to keep in mind is that with a business, your rates can be much lower than that or much, much higher than that. And I would say the virtual assistants I know are making a lot more than that 
when they're working for themselves. You know, they can charge a $2,000 a month retainer, $4,000 a month retainer, whatever, just based on the amount of work that they're doing. Glassdoor also shares that they have very high confidence for this job, meaning that it's a job that's going to continue to be in demand and you know, that there should be a lot of work in this field. And I definitely agree with that. And just the work that I do with the entrepreneurs in the Freelance Friday Club and that I coach and that I work with, they're always hiring virtual assistants. I mean, this is one of the first things that a lot of business owners tend to outsource. I know I personally spend a whole lot of time on my emails and having a VA to help out with that is really helpful. Most anyone needs a VA. Most anyone can use a VA. So I think finding a portfolio project or sort of a an entry-level project just, just to kind of get your business going should probably be pretty easy for you. If you know anybody in your personal life, friends, family, uh, former colleagues who has a business or maybe they're a podcaster and they need somebody to help edit their show notes or create like quick social graphics for them, things like that, reach out to them, see if they want to hire you just at a, you know, a starting hourly rate or starting package rate so that you can get that experience under your belt. I also see a ton of virtual assistant jobs on uh, gig platforms like Upwork. So you can check those out as well. Okay. The next business that I recommend is a course creator. Online courses are really at a level that I have never experienced. I've been creating online courses for several years and these past couple years have just really exploded in terms of online education. I think people are more home than ever. People are also really thinking about their careers a little bit differently. And I think people are getting a lot more empowered by self-education versus the traditional route quite as much. So creating courses is really great and can be really profitable. According to Glassdoor, the salary estimate is 68,736 with a very high job confidence score. Again, these are full-time positions. So the thing about course creating is there's really two different routes that you can go with it. You can create your own course and I know you're probably thinking, I don't know, who am I to, you know, educate people and, and teach people something when I'm just starting my own business. But think about what you're really skilled at. It might not be starting a business. It might not be a course about starting a business. It might be a course about knitting or cooking or budgeting for your home and your personal life. There are so many different things that people take courses on. I mean, I've taken courses on organization and like organizing my closet. I've taken courses on how how to give back with my business, like so many different things. So figure out whatever it is that you're really skilled at that you could talk about all day for free and you can create a course on that. But with that said, if you're going to be creating your own course, the amount that you make is really the amount that you put in, not just in terms of the material itself, but also the marketing and the promotion and all of that is up to you. So if you create a course and then you just are like, Hey guys, I created a course. And then you never talk about it again. You're probably not going to be making $68,000 from it. But if you really invest time into, you know, your marketing funnels and your content marketing and really pushing that course, you definitely can make $68,000, probably a lot more depending on your audience size and depending on how much you really nurture that uh, revenue stream. I think that this is a good one for those of you who are listening and watching who already have businesses and you're looking to add a revenue stream, a course can be a really great way to do that. Now there's also another side of it that you can do and you can sort of white label or ghostwrite courses for other people. I actually, in my agency, do a lot of branded 
courses and branded video content for other companies. So basically they'll come to me and they'll say, Hey, we need someone to create a, a course on Instagram. Can you do that? And then sell us the rights to it. I do that. And then they have the course, or maybe they've already recorded video content and they just need me to edit it and like put it together in a more digestible way, I guess. So that's another option. So if you have an existing audience, you might want to go out on your own. The great thing about that is that you can keep all the revenue. So you're not just selling it once you're keeping revenue. And as long as it's selling, you're going to get paid from it. And the other option, if you maybe don't have an existing audience yet is to look at again, freelance job boards. I've seen lots of course creation gigs on Upwork and platforms like that is you can go ahead and, you know, help people put together slides, help people put uh, video content together, script videos, edit them, market them. Both of those are two great options. And if you're looking to start your own course, I personally use Thinkific. It is free to start with. So that's something to keep in mind. You really don't need to put a ton of money into it. You can, you know, get slides from Canva for free. You can start a Thinkific account for free. So there isn't really a ton of uh, investment that goes into it besides time, of course. I'm sure no one is going to be surprised by this next suggestion, but it is social media management. So that's really how I got my start in entrepreneurship is I was a freelance social media manager for a long time. I still kind of am, but I do a lot of other things like courses and like content and education. But at the heart of it, I still do a lot of social media content for clients. And that is what got me started. That's what allowed me to quit my day job and really live my entrepreneurial dreams. So I am a big believer in this business opportunity. The uh, Glassdoor scores are very high confidence and the average salary for a full-time social media manager across the United States is $54,194. Again, keep in mind your business can make lower than that or much, much higher than that. So do keep that in mind. And I think the optimal social media manager is also organized like a virtual assistant and probably does have some time. It, you might not have to be quite as on call and available as a virtual assistant, but this isn't like creating a course where you literally can create a course from a resort somewhere lying by the pool. You probably aren't going to be doing that as a social media manager. You probably will need to be a little bit more available for your clients. You're going to need to put in, you know, some good amount of hours to get content created and all of that, at least at the very beginning until you kind of find your groove or are able to start outsourcing. And I also think the ultimate social media manager should be a good writer. I think a lot of people forget about that, but a lot of social media content is writing. I honestly didn't really prepare myself for how much writing I would do as a marketer, a social media marketer, and they should be creative. They should be creative, be willing to take different risks and test different things on social to see what works best for their clients. I have a ton of content on my YouTube channel and on my podcast about social media management, but if you're really looking to get started and kind of dive deep and, and get a good heads up into social media management, you should definitely check out my courses. I have two, I have three really that are perfect for freelance social media managers. So I'm going to leave those in the show notes so you can check them out. If you're interested, my first social media management job was also on Upwork. Now I know you guys are probably like, why is she talking about Upwork so much? I 
I do like Upwork. I don't mind it. And I think it's a really good place to get started for a lot of these freelancing jobs. So not all of them necessarily are going to be the perfect, um, are going to have a ton of jobs available on Upwork. But I think social media management, virtual assistant, and even some of that e-learning content or course creation content, I have seen a lot of jobs on there, at least entry level jobs. Similar to virtual assistants, as a social media manager, if you know anyone in your life who has a business or who has a project they're working on, like a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel, see if they'll let you manage their social at a discounted rate just for a couple months or a month or whatever to get some portfolio content. That's really important. And then from there, once you can show that you can do it, you know, you'll be able to prove to other businesses that you're able to do it for them as well. Next up is copywriting. Okay, so I take back what I said about social media management being my first ever freelancing gig because it's not fully true. It's actually, I was a copywriter. I, I walked before, no wait, what is that? I crawled before I could walk and I started out doing freelance copywriting for a social media agency, which then turned into a social media management job. So copywriting is uh, perfect for somebody who's a good writer and you know, is just really good with words. Maybe you really like to read, you really like to write, put some of those skills to good use and you can write social media content, you can write ad content, you can write like landing pages, sales pages. I don't know if this is technically considered a copywriter. I, th I think it's a little different, but you could also consider just freelance writing in general. So article writing, blogging, uh, ghost writing for blogs or e-learning content or anything like that. So there are, I mean, words, make the internet go round. I mean, I'm a huge believer in video, but at the end of the day, I think words are even more important than video content. So there is a ton of different things uh, that you could do in the writing field. Some job boards that I personally have found a lot of good writing gigs on Upwork, yes, but also sites like ProBlogger and Fiverr tend to have a lot. Now, some of those Again, you might have to kind of start at the bottom for a project or two. The key is that you're not gonna be working for free forever. You're gonna be doing a lower price project or two just so you can get those reviews on some of these job boards, get some portfolio content, and then you can start bidding on higher ticket jobs. The average salary for a copywriter in the US, according to Glassdoor, is $57,871,000 with very high confidence. Again, I think every company needs one. Every company needs all of these things, except for maybe the course creation one, virtual assistants, social media management, copywriting. Those are all things that any modern day business is going to need. Everyone needs a digital presence and copywriting even extends beyond digital. So good things to keep in mind here. And then the last one I wanna talk about, this is one that I kind of debated putting in here because I think it's a little harder to make a consistent income from, but it is definitely possible. I've seen it personally and just from from the interwebs and what people are doing. And I think this is perfect for somebody who has a bit of a social presence already. So maybe you're watching and you have a YouTube channel yourself or you have a blog or you have a, a good Instagram following or you already are maybe a social media management business owner and you're just looking to diversify that revenue. You don't wanna to have to work hands-on with your clients quite as much. You wanna focus on one or two core clients. Affiliate marketing, I think, is something that you should think about. Basically, what affiliate marketing is, is 
you are sort of a representative, if you will, or an affiliate. Like, I don't know how to define it without using the word. You're sort of an, an advocate for a certain company. So let's just pretend I'm not, but let's just say this microphone company, Samson, they loved my podcast and they reached out and they said, hey, do you want to be an affiliate? We'll give you 20% of every sale that comes in through your link. And so underneath my podcast, I would put this link for this microphone under every single podcast. Again, I'm not just for the record, but I could be. And then I would get dollars in my account every time somebody purchased this microphone from my link. So the name of the game is really to share about things that you like, share about things that your audience would be interested in. And you kind of get this passive revenue stream built up. And like I said, there were people who have built entire businesses. This is like their whole income. That's not me, but I will say I have affiliate revenue streams that make me like thousands of dollars and which I I never really expected. It's honestly pretty shocking to me. So if you're sending people to a particular uh, tool or website or technology or anything really often, consider asking if they have an affiliate program. Some of my favorite softwares that I use like HoneyBook, I'm a HoneyBook educator. So I do get a little bit of, um, dollars into my account whenever somebody signs up through my link. There are things that I would recommend anyway, so I might as well get paid for that, right? The Amazon affiliate program is a good place to start if you are okay with sending people to Amazon. You can basically monetize any link to an Amazon link that you want to do. But again, investigate tools, courses that you take, anything like that, and uh, see if they offer an affiliate program as well. This one was a little weird to look at for Glassdoor. I mean, there is an affiliate marketing salary listed at $65,374. Like I said, it's such a subjective thing. I mean, you might have an affiliate marketing stream that gets you a dollar a year, and then you might have others that get you a hundred thousand dollars a year. So it really is so such a variable, uh, number. If you ask me, those are five things that I think you can get started with right away. If you're looking for a new revenue stream or just a business in general, I, they're all very in high demand. They're all a part of this new sort of digital economy. And I think they all have a pretty low barrier to entry. So go for it. Now, if you're looking for an opportunity to put your social media management skills in motion, in particular, the social media management accelerator is the program to enroll yourself in. It's an immersive, hands-on, action-packed eight-week course taught live by me, and you get graded assignments, you get mock brands to build your portfolio with, and a chance to win real life prizes. Last year's winner of our pitch competition within the Accelerator won over $1,500 in free brand building resources for her business. It's coming back very soon. I'm so, so excited for it. So get on the wait list if you want an email when the doors open. I will put it in the show notes and I'll send you an email as soon as you're able to lock in your spot. So for today's question, we've got a good one. It says thoughts on offering services for specific platforms versus general social media management is one route better. I've seen people do both successfully. 
And I think this is where it's important to just be honest with yourself about where you're the most effective. For me, TikTok, for example, isn't something that I offer my clients right now because I just, I'm not good at it yet. <laughs> you know, that's not something that I would, would say that I'm comfortable charging money for. I think that's important to be realistic. On the other hand, I know plenty of social media managers right now who are really cashing in on the fact that there are people like me who don't know how to use TikTok. I mean, I know how to use it, obviously, but uh, who aren't maybe as enthusiastic about TikTok, let's say, and they love TikTok. They can make TikTok all day. So they just have a TikTok agency and that is what they do for their clients. So I think it can work both ways. I, I really think it, it can. If there's a particular platform that you know inside out and that you have proven success with either through your own content or through clients' content, and, and that's just your sweet spot, you will are so good at TikTok, you're so good at Instagram, you're so good at YouTube, then specialize in that. Like you can totally be a, a single platform agency as long as you're open about that, about, and you're not kind of branding yourself as a general social media manager. If you choose to do that, I would, I would brand yourself as a TikTok agency, an Instagram marketing agency, that kind of thing. So people don't go in expecting full service. But I also think you can do full service. I think with full service, either you have to have a lot of varied experiences. I find people who run full service agencies themselves usually have worked at an agency in the past themselves or worked maybe in a corporate marketing department for several years like I did where I really did have to kind of do a little bit of everything and I got a good mix of experience. Or you can also outsource. I, like I said, I'm going to use the TikTok example again. I am not particularly enthusiastic about TikTok, but if one of my existing clients that had already been signed, it really just made sense for them to be on TikTok and, and really go all in on TikTok, what I would probably do is pull someone in, pull in a contractor. Or I actually have people who, who I do work with who are quite good at TikTok, and I would probably assign that account to them and say, hey, we have a new TikTok specialist who's going to help you because yeah, that's not necessarily my sweet spot. So I think it's important to be honest about that. So that's what I think. Uh, my answer is it it depends. It depends on your skill set and it depends on kind of what you want to do. But I think you can really do do either one if I'm being quite honest with you. I think it also depends on your niche too. If you are going to be working with larger businesses in general, I would say that they like to hand things off to an agency and have one partner kind of manage the whole the whole thing. If you're working with smaller businesses, they're a lot more kind of one-off, if you will. So, hey, we just need someone to manage our restaurant's Instagram account, or we need someone to manage our, you know, coffee shop's TikTok or whatever. I think you might have a little bit more success just doing those single platforms with the smaller businesses, whereas the more corporate, larger businesses are probably going to want someone who can handle it all. All right, that's it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review. If you don't mind, if you're watching on YouTube, leave me a big thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. I post videos every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I post podcasts, of course, every Friday. Thanks so much for tuning in today, and I will talk to you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.